They say you should never meet your heroes, but sometimes you end up with an interesting story out of the deal, and that, my friends, is how you end up on this podcast. This is the Greatest Story Ever podcast. There comes a time when all the cosmic tumblers have clicked into place, and the universe opens itself up for a few seconds to show you what's possible. With Keith Conrad. You know, everything is not an anecdote. You have to discriminate. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. One person I might have to try to track down is McKenna Myler, a 28-year-old woman from California. See, McKenna is nine months pregnant, but also an avid runner. How avid, you might ask? Well, you probably didn't ask, and even if you were thinking it, you probably wouldn't actually use the words how avid. But I digress. McKenna is, in fact, such an avid runner, she got clearance from her doctors to continue running five to six times a week while pregnant. McKenna's husband, Mike bet her $100 that she could not run a mile in under eight minutes. And she decided to take on the challenge only one week before her due date. Also, I love their alliterative names. I hope uh, Mike and McKenna and Myler continue that tradition with their kid. One week before her due date, she ran one mile with a time of five minutes and 25 seconds. The average time for a female runner to complete a mile is 10 minutes and 40 seconds. I'm not sure I could run a mile in 5 minutes and 25 seconds if I was actually being chased by a wild animal. Of course, you would have already heard of McKenna Myler's Miraculous Mile if you had visited KeithConradMedia.com and signed up for my free email newsletter, The News Side Quest. But before you do that, be sure to rate and review this particular podcast wherever you happen to be listening to help more people find the show and keep the amazing stories coming. My guest this week is Dan Wolf. You might remember Dan from such radio stations as WLSFM in Chicago. Dan, thanks so much for joining me. Dude, this is awesome. Thank you for having me. It's nice to talk to you again. And, and I think that uh, I, I may start to develop like some sort of complex here because, you know, last week I talked to uh, my buddy Radar from uh, from Milwaukee. Okay. Who was, you know, he's, uh, he was a morning show producer for forever. Uh, now he's co-hosting a morning show in in Milwaukee, and he's talking about meeting uh, Willie Nelson, a- and you're you're talking about uh, meeting somebody famous, and it just it just sort of like drives home the fact that you know like the list of people that I've met during my radio career that are like legitimately famous, it isn't all that long, and so I'm starting to feel a little bit <laughs> like a, an inferiority complex or something. You took the wrong gigs. I've got a pretty good list. Um, this one is awesome just because I grew up loving the guy and it was kind of a surprise. So it's a man cow story. All right. You know, man cow. Uh, I do. Yes. Oh, Chicago guy, whatever. So anyways, I grew up listening to the guy. Um, we've worked together at different uh, buildings. Now we were at the ABC building. We moved over to the NBC building. I became friendly with him, um, not in any, you know, super awesome sexual way like I'm looking for, but uh, we became pretty tight, and uh, so we hang out once in a while. I've been to a, a family party of his. We've been to a comedy show together, but um, he came to me at work last year, and he said that his wife was out of town, and his buddies from church were coming by, and he asked if I'd want to come over and pray with him and his buddies from church. Okay. Seems like a, a nice offer. Very nice offer. So I said, yeah, first off, because it's man cow, I've got kind of a guy crush on him. But uh, also mm-hmm. my parents are kind of hardcore Christians. So I'm used to like 
praying. Like I could probably go over there and pull it off, even though I'm not like practicing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, anyways, drive up to Man Cow's house. Um, by the way, I drive a really shitty PT cruiser and, uh, he lives on like this cobblestone, beautiful cobblestone street. Uh, I look like the biggest dirtbag ever pulling up to his house, but, uh, <laughs> the police were called before you even got up to the house. Oh my God, dude. I look like the biggest loser ever. So, I mean, I by far had the worst car in the neighborhood, right? So pull up, get to his gate, whatever, come in, walk in. And there's this big dining room. And off in the corner, there's this little Italian guy um, playing an accordion, okay? And, and he's, like, just standing there in the middle of the dining room playing the accordion. Man cow walks me in. I'm like, okay, whatever. Go in the kitchen. There's, like, ten guys hanging out. Um, and it doesn't look very church-like, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, the, the guy playing the accordion alone, that, that's uh, <laughs> not something you usually do. I mean, I, I'm Catholic, and, and so there's a lot of a lot of uh, Italian uh, uh, people within the Catholic Church. I've never seen that. <laughs> I know it's a weird breed. So, anyways, I I walk in the kitchen, whatever. Uh, it's like it's a doctor, a lawyer, uh, one of Mad Cow's weird buddies. You know, he's got like a crew of some dudes who you just look at. You don't know what they really do, but they just hang out. But uh, anyways, the doorbell rings, and um. Man Cow just looks at me and he looks so excited and he goes, oh, my buddy from church is here. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So he leaves, comes back and he walks in with uh, Billy Corgan, the lead singer of the Smashing Pumpkins. So, well, that's not someone you would expect to see. Totally not. Now, I grew up like Billy Corgan, Smash Pumpkins, my favorite band. I've seen him about 25 times. Um, Man Cow knows this about me. So he kind of set it up, you know, I mean, like when he walked in with Corgan, he looked so happy to see the dumb look on my face, you know? So I walk up to Billy and I, I just go, Hey William, how are you? You know, shake his hand. And I go over to the fridge right now. You think that this is awesome. Like Billy Corgan here walking in. It's the absolute most terrifying moment of my whole freaking life. <laughs> Well, yeah, because you don't know how it's going to go. It's well, like yeah, I, just, I waited one time as a kid. I waited 12 hours in line to meet this guy at um, Tower Records in Chicago. I mean, like, this is crazy. So I go to the fridge, and I slam two beers so quickly. I mean, like, I probably look like an idiot. I, I don't know if I closed the fridge door. I just stood in the fridge. I was so nervous. I thought <laughs> I was going to die. But um, so anyways, after we order pizza, it's like eight of us just hanging out. Um, Corgan's pretty nice. I mean, you know who Billy Corgan is. He's not exactly what's the word. I don't know what the word I'm looking for. Like, um, but he was he was good at exactly. Yeah. What was that? I said he's not exactly uh, the most gregarious person. Exactly. Yes. But um, so we hang out and uh, eat pizza. So and then Man Cow says we're all gonna go in the dining room, and we sit down at this table. Uh, dining room table, and Mancow comes out with all these sheets of Italian music with uh, lyrics printed out on them. Um, gives us all these lyrics, gets about six bottles of red wine out in the middle of the table. So I, I'm sitting right next to Billy Corgan, uh, Mancow at the head of the table, and there's this, um, you know, dude playing the accordion, and we started singing all these Italian songs with this guy, this old dude on the accordion. 
It was like, I don't know if you've ever seen Twin Peaks or done LSD, but it was like about as close as you can get to tripping your balls off. Or watch Twin Peaks while on LSD. I, I've done neither of those, but but still. I Either way, I'm telling you, it was like, holy crap. So um, uh, Corbin ends up leaving, whatever, hang out. I hung out for another hour or so. Um, and at the end of the night, man cow comes up and he's like, you know, he's like, what did you think? I'm like, dude, you know, amazing night. This is awesome. And he goes, well, he goes, I saw you eyeing this up and you didn't want to uh, take it, but I took it for you. And he, he pulled a water bottle out of his jacket. It was Billy Corgan's water bottle. And I totally eyed it up when he left. <laughs> so, so, um, so I have to say, and I've mentioned uh, this fact a couple of times uh, on the podcast that uh, my mom was at uh, one of the Beatles concerts at uh, Comiskey Park in the 60s. Oh, my gosh. And uh, as, as the band was leaving, she was, like, standing near the exit, and uh, John Lennon dropped a, a candy bar wrapper, and she she managed to, to grab it and still has it to this day, at least as far as we know. Um, so th- this is kind of the same thing. Did she did she lick the inside of the wrapper? Because I did drink the water out of the bottle. And no, I, I don't believe that she did. So you definitely took it a step further than she did. You know what? How often do you get Billy Corgan's DNA in you? You got to try it. Uh, maybe you do. I, I'm not <laughs> sure that I would. Uh, <laughs> it, it was one of the most wild nights of my life. And it was so funny going to work the next day. And telling people, and they're looking at you like you're telling this stupid-ass joke. I, nobody took any pictures. I didn't pull the camera out once because nobody else was. And, God, I was dying to ask to get a photo. But it just wasn't the cool thing, I guess, you know, so I didn't do it. But, uh, it, yeah, it was a legendary, legendary yeah. night for me. I, I like to think that when Mancow actually came into work, he denied that this whole thing happened, right? <laughs> no. I think he thought it was pretty neat that I was running around telling people, actually. I think he really got a kick out of it. Uh, he might have been talking about it the next day on the air, but uh, yeah, man, it was a trip. Oh, I, I, uh, I, I think that that might top the uh, the uh, the Willie Nelson story from last week, but uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure. We'll let the audience decide on that on that one, who who wins. Uh, but but thanks so much for sharing, sharing your story, Dan. Dude, this is awesome that you asked. Um Anytime. If I come up with another one, I'll let you know. It won't happen, though, because my life sucks. I live with my mom. <laughs> well, you know, that alone might be entertaining enough. <laughs> I love you, dude. If you think you can top Dan's story, shoot me an email at greateststoryeverpodcast at gmail.com. Cabotron.